Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. to the Leadership Legacy Podcast, I have the distinct honor sitting in the ARC offices in Birmingham, Alabama, the Billy Hornsby Center for Church Planning uh, with Pastor Dino Rizzo. Dino, it is, a, it is an honor to sit with you just to um, get to just to absorb some of your <laughs> leadership knowledge here. Um, and I, I want to honor you. You're just such an amazing leader in our church in ARC, uh, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you uh, live unashamed, and just the way that you bring your uh, messages on Sundays, I know, is just impacting not only me and my family, but all, but m- hundreds of thousands of millions of people mm-hmm. all over the world. So, Dino, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule today to meet with me. Well, thank you. That's humbling. I'm, I'm grateful for uh, you know God's grace and uh, and a, a incredible wife and, and family, and then my pastor, Pastor Chris, is. It's so good to me to allow me to be a part of this and a part of the church, and of course, a part of ARC and some things. So it's a, it's an honor to be able to share uh, for a few minutes with you, Tony. I appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, where where did you grow up? Where did the love of serving others come from? Well, I was I grew up in I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I uh, I grew up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I grew up at the beach, uh, which was just a great it was a great time and. It's a lot of fun to grow up in a beach community, and then um, I came to Christ through outreach. So I was—we okay. did not go to church. We we're not church-going people. Uh, my sisters had, had gone. My sister had come to Christ, and then through that and, and other chain of events, I think my heart was just getting soft mm-hmm. and open. I, it wasn't—I was opposed. I didn't know, and so through an outreach, a church did a little small church. Uh, did an outreach, and it, it got my interest. And the person who talked to me as they were doing the outreach seemed legit and real, authentic. And he introduced me to the gospel and to Christ, gave me a little piece of paper that uh, you would call in those days a gospel track. Mm-hmm. And I took it home literally, and two weeks later, I read it a couple times, but two weeks later, I was just had something in my life, and I came home and read that track and, and prayed the sinner's prayer mm-hmm. on the sheet of a paper that uh, a church produced that I'd never been to, people I'd never met. So probably the, the seed of outreach and the the heart to serve, to engage your community, mm-hmm. to reach out to others. It's from my own testimony and my own story. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that, uh, you know, God placed it in me to be, to, to think about others that are not in church. Yeah, that's so important. It kind of reminds me of the story of Craig Rochelle and the, and the little Gideon Bible that somebody just handed to him on the campus. You know, oh, you don't, yeah. you don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. what seeds you're sowing. Um, yeah. And, and how long it's going to take for fruit to mm-hmm. be produced from that harvest. But it's just amazing to see, you know, a gospel track. A lot of a lot of people listening to this show know those gospel tracks. Yeah. You know, it makes it easy <laughs> to share your faith or, or just to give somebody yeah. an example on what they need to do. And, and for that seed to be planted and mm-hmm. then all these years later, all the things that are happening. Yeah. Um, it's like there's all these, every generation and every season and 
part of life. There's these different ways to do that. We do a lot of that through acts of kindness, mm-hmm. you know, at our church, and I'm sure there's other great churches that are listening. That you know, those little cards, like an act of kindness card. It's anything to be able to let somebody know we're here for you, we love you, and there's you know there a, there's a God who loves you. So yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that's so good. Well, um, you mentioned a little earlier uh, your your awesome wife. Y'all just had a pretty big anniversary, right? Thirty years. Yeah, thirty years, and, and we've got three amazing children. One of them just got married. McCall married a young man by the name of Trey. He's a he's a Bama fan, and Uh-oh. so which is she and she graduated from LSU, and then my uh, son is in New York, works at the Hillsong Church. Oh, okay. Which is fantastic for him, and then our baby girl is a senior and just. Uh, she said she has decided to take her talents to Alabama, and okay. uh, so she's going to school there next year. Awesome. Well, what's What's the secret to being married for thirty years? Oh Lord, a wife that loves Jesus. You know that's yeah. my secret. But we, you know, we, you know, it, it's uh, good days, bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Chris talks about you know it's not about feelings; it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And so we we made a commitment, and we've had moments where uh, it was easy, and and you were almost just riding in the wake of love and mm-hmm. and then there have been times that we have sailed through hard seas and and it's been the wind was against us and mm-hmm. and uh, the currents were opposing us or one of us or mm-hmm. and so um it's a never give up we're going to get through this um and 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 i think the other thing too is you know having the the, the conver- having the hard conversations yeah being willing to sit down and listen learn uh listen with squinted ears on how I can be a better husband or maybe my needs or things we need to talk about and, and making sure, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but literally God has to be first. Absolutely. He, he cannot be one of, it can't be second. Kids can't be first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff can't be first. And so we've tried to do that through the ups and downs. That's awesome. Well, we talk, you talked a little bit about uh, kind of how that seed for outreach um, kind of happened you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the gospel track. And you're heavily involved with the outreach of Church of the Highlands sure. and here with ARC. I mean, it's a church planning organization. Let's talk a little bit about um, about those passions, uh, the Dream Centers. Yeah. Um, how, how did those kind of come about? I know when you were at Healing Place, mm-hmm. um, you had some Dream Centers there. Yeah. It kind of started even with the book that we'll talk about a little bit later. Sure. You know, just, just giving things away. So what... What's one of the passion? What? How do you feel around dream yeah. centers and kind of how how you got plugged into there? Yeah, well, it's an old it's an old kind of phrase that a, a lot of guys use. Or I mean, this kind you know we're here to spread the gospel, and, and the first two letters of the gospel are G O, so we're to, we're to be go people, mm-hmm. and um, and so I think the church is 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 meant to be a go church. Um, we planned out our church there, and uh, I did youth ministry. I mean, after I came to Christ and started doing youth ministry, we were trying to figure out ways to reach young people in our mm-hmm. community and where where they hang out, what they do, and how can we impact the campuses. And then we planted our church. I mean, we didn't have nothing. We we're a little small church, and we didn't have the bells and whistles that other churches had. But we could love people, and we could love people well. Yeah. So we started looking for creative ways, and maybe little gaps in our our community where we could share the love of God and be there for people. And, that, and, and as the church grew, then that continues to grow. You have more resources, more people. And so out of that, you, you find areas of your community that are in pain, brokenness in your mm-hmm. community. And out of doing ministry, the expressions of being the hands and feet of Jesus, then out of that, what we call comes these dream center expressions. The first dream center is in L.A. that uh, Tommy Barnett 
started, goodness, mm-hmm. by about 25 years ago with the son Matthew. So it's been a real template mm-hmm. uh, for churches to understand how to do a focused ministry. Yeah. And so, but a lot of times the church can't do a dream center as a location, but they can have dream center expressions, adopt a block. They can help widows. They can be there for those fighting addiction. They can be there for those that are coming out of being incarcerated. So we did that in Baton Rouge, but to be here now at Church of the Highlands at the incredible generosity of Pastor Chris and just all the campuses, goodness, yeah. 19 campuses in all those locations. Every campus pastor has a heart to reach yeah. people. So we want to engage the community. And that starts with a, a serve Saturday, a, a serve day, uh, organic outreach that a, that a small group does, mm-hmm. or just people that wake up and, and are compassionate. And, and then that'll, that'll come together in some collaborative expression and then out of that, then we find these needs to do a dream center, which is a location yeah. where either people can come there and get services, uh, we can partner with other great agencies, or it can be a hub to go out. Yeah. So that's kind of what's, ground. yeah, yeah, it, it, it can be that. And so that's kind of the idea behind that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I think the, the church is at its best when uh, it is released into the community. I love what we do on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when we're released into the community, and what you do, what others do, in every sphere of living and life mm-hmm. for students um, where you can just be the, you can be Jesus to people yeah. that are hurting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the church is not a, is not a specific building. There are, there are tons of incredible churches that, that pack in a ton of people, mm-hmm. and that's because of the move of God. But it's, it's, it's outside of the walls of the church what yep. happens and, and loving his people. And I, I love Dream Centers. I love... Uh, just the the passion of just seeing all those serve shirts, and and, the, yeah. and then having that one serve day in the middle of the summer where yeah, where you've phenomenal. got countries yeah. countries you know yeah. united around the globe around the globe. It's, I think there were nine hundred this year that did this past uh, serve day, so we're hoping to to break. It's like interesting, like just this last week alone, and, and there I could tell stories and stories of churches. There was a big outreach in Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Robert Berenger at his church there in Lima, they were doing their 30-year anniversary. And uh, they do a thing where they provide wheelchairs. And they're the coolest thing. It's a wheelchair that is made for all terrain. Because a lot of the places wow. they're going into is in the villages. It's in high altitudes. Mm-hmm. And normal wheelchairs do not operate in these dirt roads, these uh, communities that have... Uh, you know, different uh, d- dynamic as it relates to travel. Mm-hmm. So they came up and invented, along with a, a person here in the States, uh, this type of wheelchair, low cost, easy to, it's mobile to travel because it's got to be taken. Mm-hmm. So they gave away thousands of these wheelchairs That's so cool. uh, across. But then here locally, uh, one of our campuses on the uh, here in Birmingham, they put together a lunch and brought it to the TSA agents uh, at the Birmingham airport because of the government shutdown. They, they, a lot of them are, are, are working for free, or, yeah. and we brought them lunch. So 125 lunches we brought. So, again, that's because of the generosity of people. Yeah. But then it's expressed through creative ways that can get someone's attention. Exactly. So it's just that, that's just last week. And so yeah. on and on, those stories you could see play out. That's awesome. Well, you, you mentioned you work with uh, Church of the Highlands. What's it like? to work for a leader and visionary like Pastor Chris? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, he's, you know, a lot of people's, I mean, he great leader, incredible visionary, creative, uh, work music. He understands worship. Uh, he, he's got a great family. He's a great dad, a great husband. 
um, a, great, a great friend. I mean, you know, I know I knew him as a friend, and then before I knew him as as what we did. Now we've been mm-hmm. friends for goodness twenty years, twenty two yeah, years. Yeah, because y'all helped co-found Ark. Yeah, we we together were a part of that, and I knew it's his father-in-law, Billy Horns, but I knew his dad. Uh, and so, you know, to, to see the consistency and, you know, he just walks with God. He's the real deal. He's the same in public as he is in private. He's, he's pure. He's, he's joyful. He loves to laugh. Yeah. We love to laugh. And, you know, and, and he's a man of prayer. And, uh, and I'm, I'm better because of my relationship with him. I'm a better leader because he's, he, he helps lead me. And then the, the generosity that he displays in his own life. Mm-hmm. And then how we see that in the church, I get to see that because being, you know, oversee help oversee missions, outreach, the compassion arm of our church, mm-hmm. local, uh, national, global. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to see firsthand. I was on the phone this morning uh, with a missionary that is doing some amazing things in Northern Africa, in Israel, in West Africa, and I was informing him about us increasing our giving to him, and man, he and he said we couldn't do it without you. And that's the people, and, and, and we're led by a great pastor. Yeah. Well, going now in this, in this, in this very nice facility here uh, at, the, at the Greystone campus, right yeah, yeah. located on the Greystone campus for Church of the Highlands. Yeah, it's a perfect location. It, it is. Um, what's, what's next for ARC that you can share with us? I know that we've planted over 800 churches mm-hmm. as, a, as yep. an organization. Um, what's, what's, what's next on the horizon? Yeah. Well, it, getting to a thousand is a big deal because there's not a lot of organizations uh, like this mm-hmm. who have crossed over a thousand churches that you plant and begin to care for. And then there's probably another thousand that are within our family in some dynamic. You know, we come alongside of other great uh, things like grow, mm-hmm. uh, relate, uh, next level, make room. There's, there's a lot of cool things in Ark and around the body of Christ, Hillsong. Uh, uh, you know, so we're always getting our, so a lot of different churches relate to Ark that uh, either want to help plant churches or want to connect with pastors mm-hmm. or are looking for a relationship because we are the association of related churches mm-hmm. and um, our vision is right there on the on the model we exist to see a thriving church in every community reaching people with the message of Jesus and one of the ways we do that is we offer resources to that leader or to that church planner, or to that pastor. So we're excited about the resources that uh, our lead team, our pastors are developing so that we can uh, do everything we can to give that support, that guidance mm-hmm. to pastors or to planters. I'm, ex- I'm thrilled about um, our launch training this year. Uh, a couple of them are across the country. A couple of them are here in Birmingham, so we have six launch trainings this year. We help to go over 900 churches you know, this time next year we'll be at 900, and then in 2020, uh, as we begin to, you know, move towards that thousand mark. Mm-hmm. And and I think the other two things I'm thrilled about, Tony, is our heart for continuing to uh, just be more aware of of how we need to contextualize based on diversity. Mm-hmm. And so, just we're really leaning into that conversation, figuring out what it looks like to to plant churches in urban environments. Mm-hmm. What it looks like to plant churches in environments that maybe are uh, have been a little forgotten in some of our major cities. Mm-hmm. How do we come alongside of those great planters and pastors? What does that look like in, you know, even in in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. West Coast, New England? <clears throat> so spend a lot of time meeting with pa- listening real well, uh, just doing everything we can to listen, listen, listen. So it's the diversity 
side of things that we're thrilled about, and then also the opportunity uh, just to help churches kind of revitalize. We've got some churches that have been planted now, 10 years, 12 years old, they're reinventing. Mm -hmm. We've got some other churches that come to us and are looking for new ways to do church. And then we're able to plug them into a leader or resource them or connect them to some other great things that are happening in the body of Christ so that they can grow and learn and engage their community. So we're, we're, kind of, we're looking forward to that this year. Yeah, you've got a lot of all, uh, awesome things uh, planned and, and the, just the mission um, is just incredible. And I'm just I'm excited and honored just to be a small part of, of that through 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 Highlands. Well, let's go into. I see you have a journal here. Um, <laughs> sometimes you talk about uh, your journaling and yeah. and things like that when you're delivering a message or maybe a 21 days of prayer, you know, thought or sure. Um, when did when did you start doing that? What kind of prompted you to kind of start doing that? I've, I've always done it since the day I, uh, I got I came to Christ. I've done some type of journaling. Mm-hmm. It's been different in the seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in Bible school and single, you know, I'd spend a lot of time with it. Then early married, all of a sudden kids showed up. So it was not as much every day till yeah. once a week. And then, you know, different seasons where um, I connected with God in different ways. And maybe journaling was not as important. Mm-hmm. It seems like the last, uh, probably the last three or four or five years, it's it's got I've gotten back into it now that the kids are older and I find myself have a little more time. I really enjoy um, devotional time, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I have a devotional, the Jesus Calling devotion, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. It's it's quick to read, but uh, the way she writes, the, the author is just phenomenal, and so. I, I need to. I, I want to write things down because I need to remember them. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have as good a memory, uh, and I know that maybe either it's for my soul, or maybe I need to write it down because somewhere in communicating or sharing, yeah. I could. I can bring it back up. So I write down prayers. I read a scripture and write down a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm just writing down things that I'm sorting out in my heart and trying to uh, write down prayer lists. I'm constantly writing down prayer lists, mm-hmm. uh, writing down my goals and how I'm going to accomplish those goals. Um, I like writing down like uh, things I want to get done. So I've probably written down just in the last month six or seven times 900 because mm-hmm. that's the number of churches we want to plant. And then uh, 1040, the 1040 oh, window, because yeah. that's important to our church to reach. And, and, and we, I have a real heart for West Africa right now and Northern mm-hmm. Africa because it just seems like that uh, the, some doors are opening there that we want to make sure we walk through with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's, I, I need to write things down. And, and then there's sometimes you can write down something that uh, maybe only you and God know. And um, and I want to give it to God. And it helps me to see it written out. Physically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, it, with technology now, it's easier to take notes on your phone and sure. or on Google Doc or something yep. like that. <clears throat> but I find, too, that it's, it, yeah. it's, it's kind of releasing to write some of those things down, yep. but then also... Then to go back and see how you uh, how you've learned. I reread. I, 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 I reread some journal this Saturday, and just went back and reread some things. I like pen and paper, mm-hmm. so that's why. I mean, I enjoy the, the technology that we have now, but I still, you know, I still read a, a, a regular Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and I still preach out of a regular. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Pastor Chris and those guys could preach off of their iPads, and Pastor Chris just is a is a machine and. An incredible communicator. I still got to have my Bible and my little handwritten notes, yeah. and then I still enjoy writing thank you notes. Yeah. So I'll write probably, 
half a dozen thank you notes every week to somebody or thinking about you. Mm-hmm. As text too, I, I send out a lot, but yeah, I like pen and paper. Yeah. There's a there's a, a word that this is a question that I ask everybody that's on the podcast and um, it means different things to different people, but what's the word failure mean to you? Failure. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean, failure's life. Failure's yeah. normal. Failure's going to happen. You can't mm-hmm. do anything great without failure. Uh, you know, oh, oh Michael Jordan. I mean, he 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 made a lot of shots, but he missed a lot of shots. Um, so I don't. I mean, it's, it's like the guys that, that hit the home run strike out. And so um, failure is an option. Mm-hmm. And But I think the key, and John Maxwell wrote a whole book on it, you, you want to fall forward. You, you want to fall towards <laughs> God. You want to fall uh, towards your dream. And mm-hmm. so, man, I have failed. Uh, my goodness, I, I don't even know what chance I'm on with the Lord. Uh-huh. It's, it's up, it's up in, the, in the lot of digits, but, uh, and as well as with people. I mean, you don't, you don't want to fail people. You don't want to let anybody down. Mm. But there's no one I have said I love you to more than my wife, and there's no one that I have said I'm sorry to more than my wife. Yeah. And so uh, it is a part of life. But again, you want to learn. You want to you wanna course correct. Yeah. And then uh, I tell my kids that, hey, listen, you're going to make mistakes. Or if they've done something that, um, disobedient or done something that, that that's painful. I say, hey, listen, let's keep moving, but uh, you know, let's get over. It. Let's not mm-hmm. do that again. So you know how that works. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your advice to someone wanting to plant a church or, or just to start a ministry? Well, they have that calling. They feel like they have that calling on their life. I would probably say, let us help you. You don't want to do it alone. It, you know, uh, we always had a rule when the waves got big. When I was surfing, living at the beach. Uh, the bigger the waves, the, the more you don't want to surf alone. Mm-hmm. And planting a church is big. You, you ride big waves to plant a church, go into a community. Uh, we're planting churches uh, this weekend in Maryland, uh, some in, uh, one in Utah, uh, on the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas, Texas. Every community has its challenges. And everything that God puts in your heart, um, if he puts it in your heart to plant a church, that's a big deal. Yeah. And so don't do it alone. Uh, let us come alongside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if God's called you, then God will equip you. We want to help be a vehicle to equip you. Because there's just, there's a hundred boxes to check before you get to that first Sunday. Because yeah. you want to launch it the best you can. You want to la- launch it with the most people possible in the in the best location uh, with, with resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, planting churches is expensive this, these days, in, especially in certain communities. So you're going to need a lot of partnership. You're going to need, yeah. there's going to be a lot of collaboration to get to that first service yeah. where you can launch that church and reach people. So, man, ARC churches would love to come alongside and, and help someone plant a church. Well, I've got one last question for yeah. you. Um, and this kind of wraps everything that's kind of going on in your life and that, and that you've learned from and that you, it's, it's more like what happens at the end of your life. Um, when it's time to meet your Father in Heaven and you've, you've, you've finished the race, um, as you look down on your family, on your friends, on, on ARC and the other ministries that you're involved in, what do you want them to remember you by? And what's that legacy look like? I would probably say I hope that my love for God and love for people have been, has been obvious. Mm. I hope that my kids know how much I love them and, and hopefully I've, I've been an example where... Um, they know how much I love their mother 
and they know how much I love uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it's not hard for me, and I want my kids to love God, love people, you know, follow the call on their life, not be afraid to say yes to the things that God puts in their heart to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, I want to I wanna hopefully have taken the vision that God gave Billy Hornsby to plant uh, 2,000 churches. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I've helped move that ball down the court. Uh, hopefully I've been a good pastor uh, to those that I've been able to serve uh, in, in the churches that I've been able to be a part of. And, uh, and I, I want to know that I've enjoyed my life and I've brought joy to other people. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, it's a discouraging world. Uh, I think one of the things that God's equipped me to, to have fun, I enjoy mm-hmm. having fun. I like making people laugh. Uh, I think a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, mm-hmm. and most people lead, need a little medicine of joy. Uh, that's what I love about Highlands uh, and the opportunities when I get to communicate. Uh, I look forward to us laughing and, mm-hmm. and, and being able to leave a service like we do every week when Pastor Chris communicates or whoever it is. So I, I hopefully I've added joy. I've been an encourager. You know, I just want to make sure that's important and that uh, I've been faithful to the call on my life, which is to care for the poor. And hopefully I've been able to help those that are, are, are fighting poverty yeah. in some form. So those are things I'm believing God for. Awesome. Well, Dino, man, again, I appreciate your time so much today on the on the show. And um, we'll share this out with everyone. Uh, we'll, we'll put links to serveday.com cool. so, we, yeah. so churches can find out how they can become involved yeah. and, and to arcchurches.com so yeah. they can, uh, if there's somebody out there that's listening to this that feels the call of, of God to to start a church or plan a ministry, that there's resources there um, and with an organization and DinoRizzo.com and yeah. uh, uh, the Serve Your City book. Just yeah, all the incredible resources coming out uh, yeah. just from, from the knowledge that you've, that you've gained and the wisdom that you have. So sure. I appreciate your time today, man. Thank you, Tony. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show. 